Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here with Rachel from The Parent Pad. So I'm Rachel. I'm a maternal infant registered nurse. I'm also a lactation consultant. I'm pending my exam results to be an international board certified lactation consultant. And I'm a first time mom. My business is called The Parent Pad. It's pretty much an inclusive and supportive space for parents, but I also provide online education and courses to help prepare everyone for caring for a newborn baby. And I also have an infant first aid course that's available right now. So whether you're birthing or adopting, I just want you to feel confident and prepared for all the things that come along with parenting. So Rachel, back in December, we chatted about mastitis and clogged ducts and how to care and treat the symptoms that come with that. Recently, the recommendations have changed on how you're supposed to care for all that. So I want to start off with tell us what mastitis is and then what clogged ducts are, and then we can jump into the new recs. I always found these terms kind of confusing to think about it as one broad term. Mastitis is inflammation of your mammary glands. So your breasts pretty much. In the past, mastitis was kind of this separate thing and clogged ducts were this separate thing, but really they're all pathologically under the umbrella of mastitis. They're pretty much inflammation and edema. Clogged ducts are actually ductal narrowing or plugging. And it's when we think of a clogged duct, I almost think of like a sink and there's a clog in it and then the fluid can't go through, but that's actually not what they are. A duct can't become completely obstructed or plugged. They're just sort of congested breast tissue. So it's like we're not emptying all of the milk. So it kind of backs up like a traffic jam almost. That's kind of how I think of it in my head at least. And that will happen if the breasts aren't emptied properly or enough to kind of trace it in a timeline. When clogged ducts or that plugging or narrowing doesn't resolve, so when we don't drain it properly and completely and all the way, then inflammatory mastitis occurs. If we don't treat that inflammatory mastitis, bacterial mastitis happens. And that's when a bacteria gets in and we need antibiotics or further care or treatment. If that doesn't resolve, then things like abscess can happen where it actually needs to be surgically drained by a professional. So I hope that kind of is a better all-encompassing explanation of like what the steps are and how it progresses and how it gets worse. The way that you kind of talked about how one can essentially lead to the next yeah. helps. Yeah. I myself have been very familiar with clogged ducts. I got them a lot when I first had my son. Let's talk about the previous recommendations on how you were supposed to care and treat for both because at the time it was he, and I know all of that has changed, but I had the, um, or I still have that little like vibrator heat mm -hmm. thing that you can use in the shower. And, you know, I thought that helped. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'll kind of explain why you thought it helped just to say, this is all from the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. It's a new protocol that was revised in 2022. 
too, that after looking at everything extensively, they were seeing, okay, that's not really helping in the long run. This is what we should be doing. So the old recommendations were using heat, massage, like you said, so using any of those devices that kind of vibrate and pulsate and emptying the breast completely. That's what we told people all the time. Empty them until they just feel completely empty. What happened with those is with the massaging, not really specifically the devices. What I used to do was massage quite vigorously in the shower and in the warm shower would kind of hurt myself almost massaging because I wanted to get it out. I felt that lump there. And what that ends up doing is worsening the inflammation, worsening the edema and causing, you can cause trauma to your skin too. They don't suggest the massagers because the same evidence, honestly, they just said uh, trauma and then worsened edema or inflammation. Heat vasodilates. So it opens everything up, but that also worsens inflammation. So it can feel better at first to apply that heat, but in the long run, it's not helping with the inflammation. So that kind of segues into the new recommendations, which are feeding the infant on demand. So not completely emptying. When we aim to empty our breast, so say you're feeding your baby and you're like, oh, there's still some there. I'm going to pump. So then you pump to completely empty. What you're doing is telling your body to make more milk. So that cascade of you're going to make more milk, you're going to be full, you're going to have that clogging, you're going to have that inflammation. It's just going to cause that cycle to happen over and over and over again. So that's why they also took away the completely emptying the breast recommendation. Feeding your infant or pumping sort of on demand, because I like to include pumping parents as well. I don't think that's talked about enough. That is breastfeeding. Pumping though to just empty, not full pumping sessions that are like 30 minutes that are going to end up overstimulating, but feeding and pumping just enough, feeding them on demand when they're full. Okay, we're done. That's the first recommendation. Ice is what we recommend now instead of heat. And so ice is what helps with inflammation. Think of if you twist your ankle or anything like that, any kind of injury like RICE is the acronym, rest, ice, compression, elevate. You can't really do that with a breast, but ice is recommended that takes the inflammation down. Some other recommendations that they came out with were wearing an appropriately fitted bra. So nothing too tight. You want to allow the breast to be supported, but not constricted. Avoid deep massage. So you can kind of gently like Putting a cat is sort of what we say, massage while you're emptying your breast. But that deep massage where you're really rubbing your skin is only going to cause cause increased trauma and inflammation. They don't recommend any of the electric massagers anymore. There hasn't been any evidence that it really helps anything. And then we call them NSAIDs. So they're non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. This is like your Motrin, Advil, Naproxen. That can also help with the inflammation. If you are prone to clogged ducts and mastitis, sunflower or soy, never know how to say it, lecithin, I think is how you say it, can be taken by mouth daily and that can also help reduce inflammation if it's just something that you're genetically susceptible to. So those are the new recommendations. I would have never thought to put ice on my breasts. Me neither. (laughs) 
I also don't think it would have felt, well, maybe I, I guess it would have felt nice considering the fact that your breast gets so hot. Yeah. It really is only recommended for five to 10 minutes. You're not going to be sitting there with ice for, you know, 30 minutes. It's just, they found that with the NSAID. So with the Motrin has really, really helped relieve inflammation. It's really good to know, especially because this is all so new and everything that you see or anyone that you talk to, at least within the last year that had a baby and has been breastfeeding, you know, the recommendations have been heat and massage. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I always used myself. And as I'm reading through it, I thought back, I haven't had a clogged duck in a while because I'm, I'm pretty much weaned most of the way, but I remember it helping at first, but it really didn't speed up any of the process. This last time I used ice, it definitely felt better in the long run. So I think Obviously, any of these recommendations, I'm always going to say that you work with a professional, especially if they're happening quite often. If your baby has never been assessed and if you feel like you're not being emptied properly or it really is happening frequently, I would try to find a, uh, an oral Thai savvy lactation consultant because not all of them are and have them work with you because some of these things we just can't resolve on our own, especially if they're happening quite frequently. That can be really frustrating. And my last question, do you have any other tips, suggestions or recommendations With this mastitis, say that you're having that inflammation and you're having a fever and you're having redness and it's getting worse and you're trying all of these things and it doesn't get better in 24 hours, I always tell people to reach out to their provider. That is typically when we're in the, okay, we might need some antibiotics. A lot of this stuff you can deal with at home, but there is a certain point where we want you to reach out to your provider and get a thorough assessment. So I always tell people that 24 hour mark is a good point in time to keep in mind for reaching out for professional support and then work with a lactation consultant. Breastfeeding can be very defeating. And when these things happen, it can be debilitating, especially when they happen frequently. Like I remember being out and about and I forgot to pump or I wasn't able to feed her and just feeling my breast. And I'm like, no, I have a clogged up. And it just sets you back because you're like, it's painful one and you don't want it to get worse in the back of your head, you're like, oh my gosh, this mastitis could be coming. I don't have time for that. I don't want to be on antibiotics. Having a professional help you if it is happening frequently, please, please, please find that. And a lot of lactation consultants are covered by insurance too. So that is helpful as well. And you made a good point about the forgetting to pump or just skipping a pump. I remember in the middle of the night where it was like, oh, you know what? He's sleeping through the night. I think I'll be fine until he wakes up. And then it was just like, no, I should not have done that. I should have pumped. And yeah, it is draining, right? It's not easy. It's a full-time job, especially if you're also pumping, especially if you're exclusively pumping. And I actually talked about this on my Instagram today. It's kind of cool now to like have an oversupply of milk. And I see social media and it's like, look at my 25 ounces I just pumped. And you're watching them empty it and you're like, oh my goodness, that is an oversupply. And with that comes all of these risks. Over pumping can really cause a lot of these issues too. So if you're pumping and breastfeeding just to feed 
your baby, that is totally great. You're doing amazing no matter how you're feeding them. So there's a lot of pressures and influence everywhere we look, I feel like. Thanks for taking time to update us, especially because we chatted about this back in December. So it's nice to have you back on to update and yeah. share you know, the science behind it and why the recommendations have changed rather than get a new voice. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're like, mm, my situation is this, or I was confused by that, you can always reach out to me. I always check my messages on Instagram and love helping people. So I'm always there if you have questions about the science specifically, we can nerd out together. <laughs> And your info will be linked in the show notes. So anyone interested can find your info on there. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.